you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. David, football, football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program, available on Apple Podcasts and at nfl.com slash ddfp. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi, and hello, football fans. Welcome to NFL Week 11. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, presented as always by our pals at Zaxby's. It's the home, Matt Money Smith, of the famous chicken fingers, uh-huh. wings, and salads. Salads. We yeah. have much to kibitz about. I can't hear myself talking, so I hope you can hear me. I hear you perfect. Whether you're listening, well, you've got us in your ears, or do you have us in your ears and in your eyeballs? Mm. Either way, welcome to New Wrinkle. The DDFP, the world famous. I don't think that that's actually true, but anyway, I, I, I find fa- do people do you get communique from folks sure. around the world? You do. Yeah. I know you do famous. as well. And uh, where I'm, I'm pleased to report that while we don't have handsome Hank, he's off in Mexico City readying for the game that you'll be attending. I'm gonna Matt catch Money up with him on Saturday night. On Monday night, yes, you'll you'll feast. Grab a bite. You'll feast multiple times, I suspect, knowing yes. you and uh, Handsome and the culinary tour that transcends now just football America. Nay, it is now a football planet. I can uh, I, I can keep you interested. I'll whet your appetite and the audience's what? because the ongoing audition for the fan to replace Mike Francesa, our own Eddie Spaghetti, we will be visited by his uh, small doppelganger, Eddie Angel Hair. Oh, I like it. It's also pasta, but smaller. Not Eddie, not Eddie Fettuccini? Well, no, it w- wouldn't really make sense. Eddie Just, Penny? Well, I, I, the, Eddie reason, the reason I said angel hair is because it's, it's, it's pasta like spaghetti, just smaller. Oh, I got you. You see? And, oh, and the I spaghetti doll is it's a smaller small. version of him. Oh, I thought you were giving Eddie spaghetti because you can't go on the radio as Eddie spaghetti. But you could certainly go on the air as Eddie Angel Hair. <laughs> <laughs> much better, much, much more better. Yeah, absolutely, figuratively and literally. Um, anyhow, so like I say, I've been 11. honing my craft. <laughs> I'm ready. We'll hear from you, Eddie Angel Hair, in just a little bit. But uh, much to dig in on here. Um, I'm trying to think of where we left off. Can I start I, with something real quick? I'd like you to. Yes. Because for those folks that are watching with their eyes, they are seeing me. Uh, dressed in a... Dolled up. 
Well, it's the same outfit that I am, I am requested to wear for power rankings, and it's particularly cold in Studio 66 today. Mm. Um, although I love what you've done with the place post-Halloween, Dave, here in your home. Yeah, we're in transition. We're getting but ready for the thinking, turkey. Because mm -hmm. uh, I do work in, and while it's radio, it's still somewhat of a corporate environment. It's iHeartMedia. Uh, it's a giant corporation, right, of all these radio stations. And the majority of the people that work at the radio station where I do the Petros and Money show, um, they're not on air. So they show up to work looking like me, Monday through Thursday. But on Friday, they get casual Friday. Right. And the same people that work around one another are allowed to wear T-shirts and jeans or polos. And for whatever reason, right before I came in and sat down, I, I thought of the ridiculousness of that. They don't have people coming in for daily meetings. They aren't going out on client lunches every day. They're just around the exact same people that they're going to see on Friday for casual Friday. So why don't they just wear casual clothes oh, every day? I, I think you know deep down the answer to that. I, d man, I truly Smith. don't. Like, hey, if you because the a man meeting, wants to keep his boot on your throat, that's why. To hell with the man. The man, the man don't care what makes you comfortable. That's what I'm it, saying. He needs to issue a daily reminder of who's boss, literally. And you, you got to wear a suit. You got to dial up, and you got to tie your tie, and or you know nowadays in the in the 2000, uh, well beyond the aughts, now in the 2010s. You gotta wear a, cat, a nice button-down shirt like I am today with a sport coat. For what? For the same people you see every single day that you're working alongside. Now, use your judgment if you have to go out and make a pitch or whatever it may be. Then you wear the suit that one day. I got it. Right? Well, listen, we're on fumes. The corporate structure is on fumes anyway because sooner or later, and I suspect and hope sooner, Everybody's going to get caught up with, oh, yeah, we don't have to physically be in the same building. We can all just be on our respective on our monitor, laptops. On our There's no reason why we drive in except that the man must issue his reminder <laughs> that I am in charge. <laughs> Bad coffee. Yeah. Stale cereal. Uh, don't you bring, don't you dare take a Rima paper home. All right. <laughs> if you do, <laughs> I like the Matt Money Smith. The firing though. is in your future. And yet here you sit in a natty blazer. You look like you might go, uh, test, uh, testify before Congress or something like that. <laughs> oh, Best wishes that something happening today? in advance of yeah. that. Um, but anyhow, let's dig in on our okay. chosen profession, kibitzing about other human beings playing a sport, namely pro football here, and we'll talk uh, some week 11 here. Right. Where we left off, as a reminder, um, I told you that the Tennessee Titans would beat the Kansas City Chiefs, didn't I? You did. And that happened. It did. And I said also that the Browns would beat the Bills. You were on board with that pick. I was, even though I had picked the Bills, which I am now moved off of. I was, uh, to some degree, you know, just kind of like, all right, I'll pick one one way, I'll pick the other, and uh, I'll move forward from that. But you were spot on with your projection that... The Bills I, had to win that game. I like to pat myself on the back. Well and while done. we talk about this, and by the way, in a very Brendan Fraser school ties ass coward, how do you not take the Steelers? You I see, that was wrong. you see what happens. Look at you. Unless you were trying to do the whole jinx reverse I, jinx that's exactly kind what of thing. That's I'd what, rather I'd rather exactly be wrong in my pick and have the Steelers win than be right in my pick that's and right. have. Is that what it was? That's how it went down. That's Unbelievable right. Unbelievable. It also occurs to me, or as I was watching the game. Mason Rudolph, fine. He had a lot of drops. Some people don't really like him. They think he's a major liability. I would consider I'm him in that more. category. I don't know. I, I don't think I would label him a major liability. He is certainly not a plus in the pursuit of victory, but I think he had a lot of drops on him there. Um, I'll be and, pleasant and just say, man, that's a heck of a defense. Fair and enough. That Steelers fair team's enough. Got a heck you're of not, a defense. You're not going to, but it did occur to me 
what quarterback or any other football player would purposely wear number two? You know? Why two? You have like 19 other choices to cut. Fair point. Two is what you're going with? Fair point. Very weird. Uh, but Or maybe you're the first two. Matt you know? Ryan Matt Ryan told me once when I asked him why two, he said because I grew up loving Tim Couch when he was at Kentucky. Is that right? How many human beings can rightly say that they ended up being a better professional athlete than their hero? <laughs> right. Fair point. You're, hey, I told him, Matt and, Ryan, you're a superior two to, to Tim Couch. How is that Like, how does Tim that, Couch. You say, was his dad, like, uh, an alumnus of the University of Kentucky, so he was watching know. Kentucky football? Maybe, but I think odd. it's, that, see, that's a cagey move on his part because the bar was fairly low. If, sure. if that's what you're shooting to do in life, like, no, I want to be as good as Tim Couch, now we're really getting somewhere here. Like, if, right. if Mason Rudolph merely is that good, then that oh. won't be half bad. He did qualify it, though, as... It is funny, um, you know, having gone to school in Los Angeles right prior to the departure of the Rams and the Raiders, um, and a lot of people from the West Coast um, being at Pepperdine the same time I was there, from Arizona, from Las Vegas, from Utah, from New Mexico, places like that, it was funny to see the football allegiances that they all had. And more often than not, it was a college quarterback because many of them grew up. For instance, my roommate, Damian, his favorite team was the Eagles because of Randall Cunningham at UNLV while he grew up in Las Vegas. So he just followed Randall Cunningham wherever he went. Same thing with uh, a friend of mine who was from Utah and was just wherever Ty Detmer went was the team that he cheered for. So, again, another Eagles fan because of Ty Detmer. It's wild to see the way that happens. That is, well, that's exactly right, and that's why the hook sinks deep. It's not something to play games with. When I was on my way to see the Chargers and uh, the Steelers play, you were cracking wise about how you wanted to win Jean-Claude Van Damaschek over to the Charger side of things, that's not a, a laughing matter because if you got the hook into them at age 10, that's what we're trying it ain't to do. ever coming out. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying Good to luck. Say, we'll do it. I do it for the Chargers. Just n- leave my kid alone. Not even a direct flight to Pittsburgh. Leave my Tim, kid Tim out of this mess. doesn't even have a direct flight to watch football, yet can watch 10 games, including the wow, preseason, you made, here you, in his town where he was born. He is a California native. That's not your business. Your now son listen. is a California native, and you have him cheering for the freaking Penguins, the Buccos, and the right. damn Steelers. The Steelers Since are he's the been only. Born, the how Steelers many are the only. The Kings won. How many of the Penguins won? What, the, what is that? I'm asking question? you a question. I don't know, and nor two. do I care what the Since Kings Since he was have born, done. they've won two Stanley Cups. I in don't his care. Town. Listen, they'll poppycock. The only one <laughs> that matters cock. is the Steelers. The other ones, he's free to choose. Uh, he, mm. uh, I want him to yeah, be his sure own man. Do. Now, one thing that did make me seem like a million bucks in his eyes was Matt Money Smith generously invited me on to sit in my favorite radio show in all the land, the Petros and Money yeah, Show. Last Friday. Last Friday, we had uh, our usual gay time in there up in uh, Burbank. AM 570. Great show that day. Make sure Petros and Money, you check out Matt Money Smith and Petros Papadakis doing great work there. Matt Money Smith, Thursdays and Fridays on NFL Now on NFL Network. He's all over the place. And of course, like we say, up in the booth calling the games of your Los Angeles Chargers. And you kind of undersold it there, Dave, real quick. I want to point out if you want to hear um, more DDFP similar content, go to the uh, Petros and Money Show podcast from this past Friday. And get uh, we did four hours. Together, oh, you'll be all much better. Four hours of AM radio. Listen, listen to Money and Petros, uh, and then you'll no, see why I call it the greatest show. I enjoyed show that there show. Is. 
Um, yeah, lots of fun to do that, obviously, and appreciate the offer there. Appreciate A couple you. of programming things very quickly, and then we will jump into pro football. It, one is uh, we a, a new uh, Daves of Thunder is available for you. Uh, me and David Feeney chopping it up. All things Dave and Dave and very little else. We don't let the outside world in. And uh, also, for fans of the NFL, we did a cool thing on Saturday. We got together with Steve Weish and Baldy and uh, and Cindy Freeland and Jim Trotter and Cole Wright. And, and we did a whole... And? Just like Playmobil. Daniel Jeremiah. And Daniel Jeremiah. <laughs> I really forgot to mention <laughs> Daniel <laughs> Jeremiah. How dare I? Anyway, that was the gaggle we, uh, we got together. On an old stage... An old set that was used in Seven, where Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman uh, did their thing. Damashek and Baldy did uh, did ours right? on Saturday. And listen, if Angry Birds and Playmobil can be given, you know, a broader um, treatment than uh, than where they started, surely the What If is worthy. Then we'll have that for you by the end of the year. I'm not sure exactly, but I think uh, people who care about history at all will enjoy that little project that we finally got to. Now, about the Chargers money, the thing that I have said for the last week or two is, even though the division, since Thursday night, I guess, uh, since they lost up in Oakland, I, it seems to me that uh, while the division may probably be out of reach, but I don't think it, it, it I mean, obviously mathematically it isn't, but I, I think practically you're not going to win the division. Still, they are the X factor of the AFC West because of those two games outstanding with the Chiefs starting this weekend. And I think the Chargers could absolutely win that game since it's not one of our red challenge flag picks. Just, oh, it is one of our red challenge it flag is. picks. Darn it. Sorry, Spaghetti. It's all right. I didn't see you had that one scrawled down there. I will say. Um, but do you agree with that assessment that the Raiders, af- having looked at them up close as you got to last week, do you think it's absurd? Do they come back to earth? Or is it absurd to suggest that they really have a, still have a no, shot at the West? 100% do. Uh, and, and it's the only path for the Chargers. If they win out, they'll win the West, um, for the most part. I mean, obviously, that's the Raiders. That's right. Because they would sweep right. the Chiefs. They would both end up 10-6, and six, and, uh, and the Chargers would win the tiebreaker and thereby win the division. Do I think that's likely, based on what we've seen this year? It's a long shot. I mean, it's definitely possible. Every single one of their losses has been a one-score game this past one. For the first time, we saw the defense melt down and, uh, and lose a game before it was the offense not able to execute on their final possession in order to gain victory. This time, the defense was not able to hold the, the Raiders on their, their final drive after having held them, for the most part, the entire game, save one yeah. drive. Um, really, it was that interception, the pick six, and then, of course, the one returned 56 yards that gave them 10 of their, I believe, 27 points. Does that sound right? Or 24 that points. That sounds right. Whatever the case. So, so yeah, I, yeah, I would I not be right. surprised. And then let's just say that the Chargers do, in fact, sweep the Chiefs. There you go. I mean, that, that's the Raiders. That is, that is wide open. The only, like, I can't figure out what the Raiders are because the Chargers offense played such a weird game. They well, lost both their tackles. Minute, right. That pass rush had not shown us anything that looked like that all season long, and they did it against a third-round pick out of Sioux Falls uh, and really an undrafted free agent out of Grambling at the other tackle spot because Sam Tevy and Russell Okun were out. Uh, Rivers, for whatever reason, for the first time in a long time that I can remember, was just holding on the ball too long, uh, was not getting rid of it like he typically does. Um, and it ended up being a very poor performance. Um, Melvin Gordon was running the ball well. Austin Eckler, when he was able to get some touches, did a whole lot with him. Um, and instead, it became a coming out party for Cleveland Farrell. And, and this guy, Eric Harris, who should have had four interceptions 
let alone uh, just and two. One of them Max returned Crosby for pick six. As well. Yeah, exactly. Max Crosby, I thought was probably you know was was certainly in the conversation as the best player on the field. There, I think fourth round pick out of Eastern Michigan mm-hmm. uh, in being able to disrupt. Rivers, and you see there, I mean, that's a pass that Rivers always hits. If you're watching, it's to Andre Patton where he just airmails him. He hits him in stride, and it's probably a touchdown. It was just a bad game for Phillip. Um, But beautiful to look at, though, for the aesthetically minded. From from a fashion standpoint, yes. From a functional standpoint. Oh, are the silver numbers bad for you? Double middle fingers from this guy. Can't see him, huh? It reminded me of a, 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 a call I had, Stanford versus Oregon, on the farm, circa, let's say, like 2000, maybe 14. I remember exactly. I believe I've told this story. Fog, and I have to call the game from the roof because they forgot to build an extra booth when they redid the farm, and I could not, could not see a single number. It was a white Oregon jersey with essentially, they called it a silver number. It might as well have been a white number, um, and that is what this was reminiscent of. Well, it, it looked awful sweet uh, on my TV at yeah. home, yeah. And, and uh, so anyway... The Raiders now a player. The Chargers, the the frustrating thing, not to belabor it and upset Chargers fans and Matt Money Smith, Mm. but um, it's got to be especially frustrating because if you just get that one, even if you lose to the Chiefs, Derwin James comes back presumably after the bye, then you're really cooking with gas. Now I wonder if it's too far gone. But you beat the Chiefs, things are going to look awfully different as you go into the bye. All right, let's now get into... Before we hear from uh, uh, from uh, Eddie Angel here and Eddie Spaghetti here, let's jump into, or uh, in fact, I think we're going to marry the two up here now. Okay. It's time for Fresh Takes presented once again by Bye. Zaxby's, again, and always, home of the famous fi- uh, fingers, famous, fi- <laughs> famous fingers, <laughs> the famous fingers, wings, and, and salads. salads. Go get some. You Put know what I your think they are? That's a good idea. Delicious. Very nicely. Uh, maybe, um, maybe run that by the folks there at the uh, corporate office. Huh? Consider it done. Ah. Um, all right. Boy, we could do this all day. So I feel like the thing that I want to jump in on is the news that Adam Gase or Christopher Johnson, owner of the Jets, suggests pretty strongly without saying he's definitely, I don't think he verbalized, Adam Gase will definitely be our head coach in 2020, but he did go so far as to say, Adam is a good man and a good football coach, and he's going to be here this year and next year, which is essentially saying they're going to keep him through 2020, which is a weird question. But after that Jets-Giants barn burner in New Jersey last Sunday, it occurs to me that, you know, Shermer and Gase both are kind of still on the chopping block. No offense to Christopher Johnson. I guess he knows better than I do what he intends to do this offseason. I... All I will say is I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Douglas gives some serious pushback on that. Like, I took the gig, and I want to take it in a certain direction, and I don't think we can get there with a head coach who was previously sticking his nose into personnel matters. I would imagine that marriage is uh, not sustainable long-term. But either way, here's the question. And, in fact, Money, why don't you ask this question? Are you there, Eddie Spaghetti? I, I am present. You ready to roll here? I'd love to, yeah. All right. Money had a, had a gangbusters idea a, year, uh, a week ago. You said, uh, with Mike Francesa stepping down, what was your idea? Well, that we need to start getting Eddie some reps. You know, that's, that's what, the, you know, the business of media is just reps. You know, hey, what's it like calling games? Hey, you need, you need a lot under your belt before you even figure it that's out. Right. What's it like doing radio? Well, you got to do a bunch of radio shows before you figure it out. So why don't we do a mock radio show? We know that, that 
you know, sports talk radio in New York is much different than any other place because they really do lean on the callers. Right. They do like to engage with the audience. And a radio consultant, by the way, told me recently, Dave, if you keep getting the reps in 14 to 17 years from now, you might be able to right? get into a small market. Listen, so, fingers crossed. <laughs> Um, right, so here so we go. you're, you're going to be the caller placing a call to Eddie Spaghetti and his sidekick, Eddie Angel here. Take right, it away. Here we go. Uh, Eddie, I, I will let you bring me on as, how about I am uh, Saul from the Bronx. Yeah, working the phones is an important <laughs> part right, of it. Saul there. from the Bronx. So here we go. All right, let's hit the phones. We got uh, Saul from the Bronx been holding for you're a while. You're darn right it's Saul from the Bronx, and I've been on old <laughs> way too long. Eddie. You there? I'm here. All right, listen up. Here's my question. You got, let's say you're the hot coaching candidate, right? Let's say you're Lincoln Riley, and you get a call, line one, Giants, line two, Jets. Which gig you taking, huh? Uh, well, Saul, great question. A bit aggressive, but uh, nonetheless, good question. How about you get a little more aggressive, huh? Um, you got to go. If it's Lincoln Riley, I think he's going to want to pair himself with uh, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones so far uh, has shown uh, that he's... You know, he has got up the fumble. Spit it out! But, you know, Lamar Jackson is rookie year. callers. We're going to hang up on Saul. Um, I'll take the answer off the air. Uh, Lamar Jackson fumbled a bunch his rookie year, too, uh, which people don't really bring up now. I think Dan Jones could actually fix that. And uh, the one thing that Sam Darnold has done since, you know, he was at San Clemente High School was throw interceptions. Um, and I plus. What do you know about what he did at St. Clemente High School? Uh, it's on the internet. <laughs> what are you talking and, uh, about? You're over there eating subject. pizza pie in Staten Island. <laughs> You're worried about what some kid's doing over in SoCal. Uh, what? St. Clemente, never heard of it. Um, and I think the mobility factor that Daniel Jones brings to the table that Darnold really doesn't have will, what? will speak to... He's, a, he's an all-CIF basketball player, no mobility. What are you talking... If you're going to cite his high school exploits or lack thereof... Do you, you even watch sports? What is this guy doing? What a joker. Jones is going <laughs> to... He's projected to end the season with over 500 rushing yards. Darnold's not going to come close to that. Projections. I'm asking you for a gut. What do you want? Which game? That's Lincoln a quarterback. Riley, Lincoln Riley would rather coach Daniel Jones. Period. End of story. Let's dig in on that a little bit sure. uh, deeper, shall we, here? And jump in there, Eddie Spaghetti and uh, Eddie You're getting Angel there, Eddie, there. but more reps, man. we got to get some more reps. <laughs> um, Maybe what, later what, in the show here. What is your answer? Let's say Shermer and Gase both are freed up. Okay. And, That's uh, the key, though. Yeah. Well, right. I course. need to see Charles Johnson say to Joe Douglas, it is your show. You make the call and every call. Yeah, I That's, mean, I think, important. obviously a major asterisk at this point, given uh, given the news. But just for fun's sake, let's say you are a high-profile head coach being sought after by uh, NFL teams, and both of the New York football teams offer you the gig. Which one do you think is the better one to take? So it's it's tricky, right? Because I don't think anybody would question the Giants are certainly the more well. Uh, they, they look to be the more stable Traditionally, they are, Traditionally but let's keep in are, mind what their last yes. eight years have been. Or the last like. since Dave Gettleman was hired. Right. It seems like Basically. it's been a little shaky. A. Two, uh, cachet, right? You know, the, the Giants is a much bigger deal than the Jets. But now, okay, I've got a an Eagles team with Carson Wentz and Howie, and they are always relevant, and that's a nasty kind of, you know, they have a great old line that's pretty young. I know Peters is older, but they've got three left tackles they can lean on. You have the Cowboys with Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper and Zeke Elliott. 
where am I at with the AFC East in, in Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, who's 42, and the Dolphins, who are in a full-on rebuild? Do I really buy the Bills? Like, or do I feel like I can come in with a quarterback I believe in in Sam Darnold, with Le'Veon Bell, with Quinn and Williams, likely high draft picks to just restock that offensive line, probably trade down since you already have your quarterback. If it's the Burrow, Tua, you know, Herbert show, I can back up, pick up a couple twos and threes, and now I can totally restock my offensive line. Um, you know, hmm. that's what I'm assuming Joe Douglas is going to be able to do, who's proven to be a pretty apt talent evaluator and, and someone who knows how to navigate free agency in the draft. Like, I think it's closer than you would suspect, is, I, is what I would believe say. Believe me, I am not... It's, it's sort of... To, in LA terms, it's Clippers versus Lakers. The Giant, right. well, not as I'm, I'm uh, over the Jets stating who the Giants more are. Fans than the Clippers do. Right. Well, and also the Giants aren't as successful, uh, relatively right. speaking, as the Lakers have been. But anyway, you get the larger point, which is the more popular brand, the more successful brand in the Super Bowl era. Uh, that's an interesting uh, way you approach that is who's going to be your immediate competition. Carson Wentz, and you don't know what Dwayne Haskins and the Skins are going to end up being, but Zeke and Dak, it would seem, are going to be there for a little while versus, yeah, once the Patriots, uh, you know, part ways with Tom Brady, that team goes into the great abyss, I guess. I think that, I, I also think, to your point about building up the offensive line for the Jets, don't you get the sense that Levy and Bell's going to be one and done there? They tried to trade him this year. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. I mean, certainly with the with the money that he's owed. Yeah, I would assume if they can find a taker for that contract, they would trade that. I don't contract. think it's as severe. I think the bulk of it is year is, one yeah, money. Year one. So I'm. I think yes, that's a possibility if it means that they can restock that offensive line. You know, that defensive line. Add to Quinn and Williams and what you have going there. But um, look. O-line is, is an issue. We just talked about the Chargers and the Raiders, right? Looked at, look at the Raiders' offensive line. My God, it's mammoth. It's a mm -hmm. freaking mountain they've built in front of Derek Carr with just giant bodies, and the Chargers uh, are miserable up front right now because of injury and perhaps you know a little bit of a lack of talent. So if you can get that right and you believe in Sam Darnold, then, then I would say this is a, a pretty good situation you're going into. I mean, look, I would assume the pro-Patriot crowd is like, yeah, and I'm and, – if you want to do your Bill Simmons voice, like, go ahead, bet against us. How dare you? You know, Tom Brady ain't going anywhere right. for another 24 years. But that's one team versus, I think, two relatively young rosters. One of are... Tom Brady's sons is taking over. As soon as Tom hangs it up, right. his son comes in. So that's, I think that's where it, it gets a little bit trickier than... You know, it, it well, you asked it face. to Eddie Angel here a week ago. Now to wrap up this little conversation, hypothetical as it uh, would seem, um, well, who would you who would you rather have going forward right now, Darnold or Danny Dimes? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a lot closer than I would have ever thought it was going to be. Um, but I, I mean, look, I'm not ashamed to admit I have a bit of a bias. You know, I, I do, I 100% believe in Sam Darnold. There are some serious still 100%. Issues. Um, no, your confidence no, meter hasn't my, dropped my, a little. My 100% has turned into 80%. There are certainly some decision-making moments that need to start going better for Darnold. There are some bad interceptions out there. There's lack of security, uh, ball security that's going on right now. But again, I, don't, I mean, I just look at the Jets and they're such a mess. And I think it's more that than talent or ability. It's more, wow, are they really screwing with this kid's head to an extent that it is going to affect his they future? They always say that. They always do that with, with uh, MLB pitchers. Um, even the ones that don't steal signs. They, uh, it, it seems to me that uh, 
that's overstated. I, I, I have no evidence yeah, I, to see, prove I, that. I disagree. But I think, I'd rather a kid play and get the reps. Well, and I'm just have, talking about circumstance and, you know, coaching and organization and what's around you. Like, I look at Lamar Jackson, and I know we're going to talk about him in a minute, but you just think about, okay, where can we place this quarterback where he is going to have the best opportunity to succeed? I don't. I can't think of another team in the league, save maybe you know the Patriots, if they were willing to do it, that would commit the way the the, the Ravens have committed to. Oh yeah, we're going to change our offense. Yeah, we're going to draft differently. We're going to trade, and we are going to take a huge swing at what we believe is a supreme talent in an unconventional manner. There mm-hmm. are so few teams in the league. That and if you did it halfway, it, it would be a, work. It'd be a failure. It, yeah, it would just not look right. No. It wouldn't be nearly the success it is. Um, yeah, so, but I, I do think in the bottom line, one last point about it is, Saquon, shut it down. I understand you're a competitor. This is a lost season. You're not doing anybody any favors outside of fantasy owners by by getting back out there in 2019. Right. Save the the, um, uh, the the tires and uh, for, for 2020 and beyond. Um, I, I, I don't see, but I, I do have uh, self-promoting on game Please. day, on, uh, on Good Morning Football, I should say, on Saturday, a piece about, I don't know who is ever going to get a second contract if you're a running back. And I don't care if you're Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook. The results are in. Levy and Bell, David Johnson, Zeke Elliott, Devontae Freeman. The list goes on and on. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. That's I'm sorry, Todd one. Gurley. Well, I mean, yeah, he's up there, that's for sure. It's, uh, why would you ever invest that kind of loot in somebody? I think that the Jets will make it right by parting ways with Levy and Bell to, to free up some loot for, uh, in the offseason. But, uh, man, I just, I, it's hard to imagine if you're a Panthers fan right now saying, like, well, of course we got to keep our guy. I don't know if you're going to have that opinion in two or three years from now. I think they would. I mean, well, I think it depends, right, on the offensive identity. You know, and, and that's that's the question for Minnesota with Dalvin Cook for, for the Panthers, especially if they decide to go in an opposite direction of Cam Newton and get someone that's more Kyle Allen-esque, if that's who it's going to be. You know, I, it's tough because running backs are certainly still very, I think, very, very important. I mean, look at Jimmy Garoppolo when he doesn't have a running game. You know, he's a bit of a disaster. You know, they've got to have a dominant running game in San Francisco in order for but that isn't thing it, to work. But isn't it also fairly clear at this point that it's the offensive line more right. than it you, is you, the I guy what you're carrying saying, the that ball? You can, you can get a third rounder, a second rounder, and plug them in and likely, you know, find some sort of level of production. It's just not forward. worth that investment when right. you have a finite amount of dollars to spend yeah. against the cap. Uh, one more question for uh, Eddie Spaghetti and Eddie, Eddie Angel here. This one's coming from uh, Linda in Jamaica. Linda in Jamaica, Queens, what do you got? Hey, Eddie Spaghetti. <laughs> you sound terrific. Your mama's proud, I'm sure. My question is two words. Capo Caco. Your thoughts. He's, I'll hang up and listen. He'll be the best player in the roster since uh, the 1994 team. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe outside of the Yager, the one year he had where he was in the run for the Hart Memorial, uh, lost to Joe Thornton. But Kaipo Kako is, uh, for an 18-year-old, he's something else. So big, humongous win last night over the uh, Pittsburgh You're Penguins. a pro, Money. Give some notes. Here we go. Yeah, listen, the, the key, Eddie, is to sound 100% That's convinced it. of what you're saying. Yeah. You it. can't, like, here we go. Ready? <clears throat> I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be Bernie uh, Bernie from uh, let's go Bernie in Midtown. Here we go. 
Here we go. <laughs> Bernie in Midtown. What's up? Hey, I'll tell you what's up. I'm just coming out the garden and I watched the Knicks puke all over themselves. The Cavs are going to come into my town and beat them by 20. I want Fizdale gone now. He puts the Fizz in Fizdale. Fizz out. Now, you say. You guys said it all. I agree. The Knicks are a disaster. I mean, the Nets right now, it's the, it's the Nets town. 100%. You, listen. Now, See, now, here's I, what now you listen, say. let money, let money help. Okay, now, now you be Bernie from Midtown, and I'll be Eddie, I'll be Eddie Angel here. All right, here we go. And call about the Knicks here. Whatever you want. Here we go. Any question? Yeah, surprise him to prove the point. Surprise. All right, I got 30 minutes to go. Bernie in Midtown, what do you want? Hey, uh, Money, thanks for taking my call. Uh, you see this Astro stuff uh, with the, you know, the. Did I see it? What do you mean, did I see it? Of course I saw it. I watched that video from Jumbo 10 times. I watched it back and forth. You know what I want? I want a rematch. I want to file a protest yesterday is what I want. Judge, he was wronged, and he's wronged by a bunch of cheaters. And if MLB had any sack, let me tell you right now, that gap-toothed weirdo Manfred would hop on a bird and get to Houston, and he would rip that ALCS pennant right off the wall at Tropicana Field. That's what I think. Did I see it? What kind of question is that? Did I see it? No, I didn't see it. I was out putting together the Yanks parade down Main Street because they're the true champs of 2017 now. And by the way, I'm here by demanding a federal investigation into just what in the hell the Astros think they're doing down there. There we go. See, Eddie? That's, you guys are true That's pros. what we need. True professionals. That's yeah. what we need from learning. Come on, step. you got you, this. Oh, what, what it, what's the conversation? Oh, it's binary? It's either A or B? Yes, every conversation is a binary one. A or B. Take your side, A or B, and then anybody who the says death. the other side is crazy. What are you, nuts? You're a disgrace. <laughs> you think B instead of A? What's wrong with you? Get off my phone line. You're ruining my program. Tanaka Nanaka. Let me tell you what you need. A good camera and a freaking buzzer monitor. That's all you need nowadays to win an MLB. Way to go, Manfred. I hope you're proud of your product. <laughs> this is Marty. I'm calling in for you, Eddie Spaghetti. Okay. The Giants and the Jets. Oh, let's say the Jets, they get rid of that bum Sam Darnold. What See, a read. you got to jump in, Eddie, when he's like, when he mumbles. you got to say, hey, if you call, you better be ready. I can't be listening to you hey, mumbling this is all prime Stop time. tripping all over your words. This will reflect poorly on my show. That's, see, come on, Eddie, get in there. Let's say the Jets get to take a new QB. Tua or Burrow, go. Uh, easy answer is Burrow. Did him the big stage in Tuscaloosa. Uh, best team in the country right now, LSU. He's leading them, Burrow, all the way. Tua had not trusted him. The ankle surgery, too. Both ankles, that's a huge problem. Red flag. Mm. I don't have the hot. I'm not a hot takey. Uh, it's, it's not hot takey. Even with the Giants versus Jets, I'm not even. It's just the delivery. I'm not even convinced that like I believe the 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 Giants are even better. That's than the, the Jets. key. The key is to even if you don't believe, you gotta lies. sell it. All right. I'm no it. example. I, I, my my <laughs> my way is. Yeah, I could see it that way. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, you do make but a good point. But we're talking WFAN. You know what it's gotta be, yeah. Eddie. Boom. What Next question. What kind of question is that? Big blue versus ugly green. What's that? What's even to consider? Next. Next. And then uh, maybe, you know, a little bit of filler in there. Um, maybe a What nap. do you think? Dealer's choice here, Matt Money Smith. Yes. Do you want to go right into the Red Challenge flag picks, or, or do you want a little more Eddie Spaghetti and use your noodle? I'm saying it's use your noodle. Well, rhetorical question. Apparently. Do it. You took too long. <laughs> so get together and canoodle. We got the whole kit and caboodle. And 
why the questions, they may be futile. It's time for you to use your noodle. Right. I can't have dead air on my time. <laughs> That's why you wanted the pen. You were scrambling for a pen before the production. You're like, where's my pen? Where's my? It's because you wanted to do Use Your Noodle. I should have picked up. Here on we that. go. It's time for Use Your Noodle. This is right. uh, the game show. Money and I will trade back and forth it's one name a, a piece one. until one can no longer come up with a name on the list. Go ahead there, Eddie Spaghetti. Do we uh, have a choice of noodle topics? Or do yeah, you, you guys, oh. you, have a, you have a treat. There's three different options today. Okay, what do we got? All right, so the first one is um, the first player uh, of the franchise in the in the 2000s and beyond that have either rushed or have a receiving season for uh, over 1,000 yards. Okay. Uh, the other one I have is... First running back. So two thousand receiver running back, first to eclipse 1,000 yards in the 2,000, like, towards now. Oh, per yeah. franchise. I don't okay. know about that's hard. That. It's that's, actually... That's, that's a little too the, Just quick glance at the names. It's fairly simple. Um, and it's recent names, too. This one is the top five rushing seasons per franchise. And then the other one is every franchise's uh, quarterback that has eclipsed 15,000 total yards passing. These are pretty lengthy. The first one is short. Let's do the last one. Every... Got, so basically, everybody who's thrown for 15K doesn't uh, have to be divvied up by franchise, right? Correct. Yeah. So right. anybody, anybody in history who's done that could, that could it's not that go for a huge while. a group. You don't think so? I think it could go for a while, but well, it's I think not it's, that I think many it's, names. I think it's 15K in that uniform. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. That's a good yeah. wild that's why card. It's All right. Split up in the teams. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Matt Money Smith, uh, you dealer's choice. Brett Favre Packers. Brett Favre, Packers. Uh, yeah, he's number one. Aaron Rodgers. All right, you got him. Uh, I will go Joe Montana, 49ers. That's a good one, but you could have done – that one's not that uh, that far ahead of everybody, but that's fine. Right. Do yeah, what you want to do. Montana's number one. Sorry, take me a while. I'll find these teams. Joe Montana's the number one? For, uh, for the amount of total yards in that uniform, yeah. You're kidding me. Yeah. Joe Montana has more passing yards as a 49er than my answer Dan Marino has for the Miami Dolphins. No, for no, no, for the 49ers. The 49ers. It's per jersey. He's going through jersey. like, so like I'm going to come back and say Steve Young for oh, 15,000. Oh, oh, exactly. Oh, oh, oh. So Steve Young is correct, yes. Yeah, okay. see what I mean? I got you. So Dan Marino is So Dan Marino is yours. I did Steve Young. Dolphins, now yes. back to you. But wait, didn't I just do Marina? I gave you Marina. Yeah, yeah. but Marino's I pointed crap. out to illustrate how we're doing the game, I then submitted right, my then next I'll answer go, of Steve Young. I'll go with uh, with one big Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, yes. Dan Fouts. Phil Rivers. Fouts and Rivers, yes, both on that, obviously. Kurt Warner. For whom? The Rams. It's testing. Oh, wow. That, I knew it. I had a feeling that Kurt Warner, not on the Rams list. Really? Yeah. He wasn't there that long. Yeah, that's true. I guess Bolger took over. He's the, with the Giants by aught three, right? right? Yeah. That's a good it. one. Ah, the old uh, West Coast. No, aught four. Still, that's surprising. What was his total? Do you have surprising it Surprising no? he didn't, didn't get that. He's 15. on the list. I'll say the number four on the Rams is uh, 16,114 yards. So. Breeze, Payton. Yeah, Eli, I mean, there's a ton. I, could, I was going to go Bradshaw, with the Chargers. Yeah. Steisman for the Skins. Cam Newton. Uh, did we? Did I say Rodgers already? I did say Rodgers. Uh, Cam Newton, yeah. Bart Starr. Yeah, so you, you got it. Yeah, there's a ton. 
I mean, you could go Peyton Manning, Indianapolis. Wonder if that, uh, right? Tarkington did it for two teams. He probably did do it for. He definitely did it for the Vikings. If you want to Archie Manning, the Giants. If you want to do a quick bonus, there are, there are only four teams that have won. Four teams that have won. Yeah. Kerry Collins. Oh, no, it wouldn't be no, Kerry Collins. I for would the go Panthers. Cam Newton Panthers. Panthers have two. Panthers have two. So would it be Kerry Collins? It wouldn't be Jake Delhomme. Jake Delhomme. Well, no, also Dave Craig. Jake Dave Craig definitely yes, did. Yes, definitely Zorn. And Russell Craig Wilson and did and it. Russell Wilson. Uh, let's see. I like to ask the peanut gallery at times like this Is this boring or interesting? It's interesting. You like this one, Victor? I'll tell you what. Bartlett? I'll tell you what. Boring. Yeah. Are the Rams one of them? No, the Rams have four. Four? And you mentioned Bulger. Bulger's on there. With 22K. Oh, yeah, Mike Bulger would have Bulger. What do we got? Bulger, Ferragamo. Bulger, Norm, Van, Norm Van, no, Van Brocklin. Oh, yeah, Van Brocklin. Jim Everett. That's right. And uh, Everett? Roman Gabriel. Jeez. Oh, of course. God. Pat Hayden get, didn't get the 15. All right, well, that's Roman it. Gabriel. We got to split. Hold on. No, we got to come up with the four well, we, teams. We got the, We haven't gotten any of them Well, yet. think of the bum teams. Jaguars. Think of the new teams. The, oh, yeah, the yeah. Texans. Jaguars. Not the Jags. Wait, what? Jags actually have three guys in the 15. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Three guys threw for 15,000 yards. Gerard, Brunel, and who else? Blake. Portals threw for 15? I okay, guess that I makes guess sense. Yeah, he did have like a 4,500-yard 4, season. What about? Texans. Texans are one. There we go. And it's, do you have an idea who it is? Matt David Schaub. Carr. Matt Schaub. Yeah, Matt uh, Schaub. Uh, okay, Texans are one. Uh, you have one more AFC and you have two uh, NFC. Cardinals, maybe? No, well, no. Cardinals not Cardinals. Um, Definitely not Cardinals. Kerry Collins for the, no, not for the Titans. No, Steve McNair for the Titans. There you go. That's not one of the, that's not the team, though. What? Titans have. Oh, oh, oh okay. Who else they could have, have done for the Titans? Titans Kerry Collins? Four. Yeah. Who are they? Uh, it's Doug Williams it's, it's for the Bucks. Houston Oilers slash. Oh Titans well, that doesn't Warren Moon yeah. and like that. I don't Warren want to Moon, that. exactly. No, okay. I was thinking. All right. All right, that's they? it. Who it's Bucks, Jameis Winston, Bears, Jay Cutler, Ravens, Joe Flacco. <laughs> Jay Cutler, the Bears are so bad at QB, and they took Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> so now they have to watch. Now they have to right. watch Deshaun and Patrick Mahomes for the next twelve years, and there's nothing they can ever do to get over that. By except the way. That's crazy. Using that as a jumping-off point, let's be careful now that the Rams don't have to watch Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott for the next 10 years, considering how bad Jared Goff has looked uh, without an offensive line with Jeff Fisher and now without an offensive line for Sean McVay. Well, as our friend Maurice Jones-Drew and I spoke about, I said, you know, really, both of those, both the Goff and the Gurley contracts are now bad contracts. They're both albatrosses, and I said, which is worse— and he really, you know, I, you know, it's he's a company man, and he's what's it, what's he exactly going to say? But he did say, you know, we talked Sean McVay and is what he's doing, and his, uh, is it grown stale, or does he need some sort of update or revision to it? Because he continues to try and ride the play action with Todd Gurley, and it's uh, and Todd Gurley did not look like junk. It just feels like. Uh, uh, most recently, and I think all season. It's not like you watch him. If you see David Johnson against Tampa Bay, you say, oh, man, something's wrong with David Johnson. Why, why are they even putting him on the field? That's not my reaction to Todd Gurley. That Durley. was the first time he's looked Carry to good, carry, he, he looks okay. spry. It's just that he only gets 10 touches. Right. So what are they doing then? But um, I, I just kind of, not to extend this conversation, but Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, Aaron Donald, Brandon Cooks, you're gonna have to pay Jalen Ramsey to be the highest and now you paid must, corner you now must in the pay Jalen Ramsey, or it's a or it's a and an embarrassment. You probably got to pay Dante Fowler as well. 
um, because otherwise you have no edge pressure. So you were talking about like six guys. I just mean for the optics. If you let Jalen Ramsey oh, no, walk after going. you trade, he's, they must so, retain But him. what I'm saying is you now have six guys that are going to make north of $15 million bucks a year. Six. You have no offensive line. You have no first-round draft picks for the foreseeable future. Andrew Whitworth is going to retire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the rest of your offensive line has been terrible. You already let Roger Saffold walk. I mean, and there's just no recourse. There's no... There's no path for you to replenish that. You don't have the money to spend in free agency to go get good guys, which rarely become available anyway. And you don't have the draft capital to go reload. I don't know what happens. This this team looked like they were going to be a five-year dynasty, at least a team that was going to contend for an NFC championship. And now they might, I mean, they might be staring at a word you like, like the abyss. Like, what, what do we do here? Jared Goff better elevate back to 2018 Jared Goff or figure something out about his game along with the help of Sean McVay because to your point right this is not going to be a top to bottom deep roster going forward and in that division with the relatively young Niners I don't know what you think about Jimmy Garoppolo but that roster top to bottom is much stronger the Cardinals look like they're going to be a factor the real deal. they're going to be good He's you can see that coming deal. And they're loaded up. Once Larry Fitzgerald goes away, Andy Isabella and Christian Kirk, Kirk now they're fine there. And, and then the Seahawks is, you know, for at least another three or five years, Russell Wilson seems capable by himself of keeping them relevant. So, yeah, this could be bad times for the Rams coming up here. I think uh, the number I saw on Jared Goff was over his last 16, he is 9-7. and seven. He is completing, I believe, sub-60% of his passes. And I want to say his passer rating is somewhere around 77. That's not this. That's the last 16 games, a full season's worth, and he is the highest paid player in football. He's not without football virtue, but he is no better than league average. Is he? I mean, is, could could you rightly put him ahead of 15 other QBs? And that's a problem given how much you're into him for and for how long you're right. into him at this point. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, he better, he's the X factor. And as Maurice points out, Todd Gurley likes to play power football. He ran at George out of the eye. Jared Goff likes a spread. Those are your two offensive stars. Got to figure out how to meet in the middle. And in the meantime, Cooper Cup zeroed out by the steel curtain on Sunday. So things are not looking good there in my preseason prediction that that team's not going. Does Fitzpatrick jersey yet? He will soon. Don't see any problem with that. Greatest trade ever. <laughs> Greatest trade. I saved up, the season. It's up there. It's, up there. <laughs> it's pretty great. Hey, yeah, it's the best, best trade uh, Stellar's made since they got uh, the bus. <laughs> when they went out to get the L.A. Rams, they called them up and they say, hey, we want, uh, we want your room. And they're like, okay, dude, give us, a, give us something we, we, we need. And they give up. Next thing I know, next stop, Canton, Canton Ohio. Yeah, that's right. Dude. That's right. Same thing goes for you, Minka Fitzpatrick. Or should I call you Troy Palomalu? Part two. Something like that, dude. He's been great. Dude, he's terrific. We'll yeah. see on Thursday night what goes down there. And now with All that, right. let's get into the Red Challenge Flag Picks! Red Challenge Flag Picks! Oh, Ow! I, you know what? One more time. You guys uh, you guys tried, but you I didn't have your heart into it. You I guys, perform. You don't. Everybody behind the counter, well, because I can't hear anything, so I couldn't hear the cue oh, for the music. It. But behind the, behind the counter there... You guys are like Eddie Spaghetti rolling calls on the fan. Let's get some. Let's get some. Uh, some. Uh, you know. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, Bruce, I hear you, I hear you. Stay on Something hold, turn your radio it. down, little, turn little, your radio I, down. I don't know what I'm allowed to say on, the, on this airspace. But all right, here we go. One more time, and everybody, with feeling. Red Challenge Flag Say All right, all right, here we go. Let's start it off with the Thursday night game. It will be quick because a lot of people will listen to us after this, and this could end up being embarrassing for one or both of us here, Matt Money Smith, should we be on the wrong side of things, much I like... I feel like I had a terrible week last week. Much Well, you didn't have a good one, but much like um, <laughs> said anyway. on the wrong side of things, just as Ohio, the entire both of their uh, pro football cities, so close to greatness, right on the other side of the border there in the southwestern yeah. portion of Pennsylvania, there sits football greatness, and you're stuck on the wrong side of things. And also right in between all of it, between the Browns and, uh, and Pittsburgh, is, uh, the, is Canton, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which is a cool thing to have, except that when you go there, you're going to see a lot of the Pittsburgh Steelers in not there. Not a lot of use. <laughs> Must be the worst. In a way, I feel sort of sad for no, the you people. Don't. A little bit. No, not at all. Not too much. But no. anyhow, um, let's get into this one Thursday night. The stakes are pretty clear. A lot of people have written off the Browns, so you would say they don't have much pressure on them. But, of course, they seem to think that they're in the mix for a playoff spot still. And what's further, they're fighting for Freddie Kitchen's job if they like Freddie. Mm. Matt Money Smith, Steelers, Browns, choose. Made the mistake last week of not taking him. I'm not going to do it again. I am uh, I'm taking the Steelers. Steelers. Eddie Spaghetti? I'm holding it. Taking There's the no red challenge flag no, coming no, no. from you? No. Here's the, I, I, I'm going to eat the flag myself. I'm going to take the Steelers in this one, but obviously I could see it. Going uh, the other way because um, the <laughs> I way there's sort of no way from the call screener. <laughs> what do you mean no way? I was you no. Know, it was, it was I, I got to give credit. No I got to give credit to when you said I'm gonna take the Steelers. Who's producing? It was a great sarcastic comment. By I way. don't understand why that why that follows you're, you're, me around. You're gonna do why, this again if I was so biased, then why don't I pick the Steelers to go 16 and 0? Why don't like, I? You would like to. Yes, that's the <laughs> distinction. Right. What I'd like to see happen and what I think is going to happen are two very different things very often. In this case, I think the matchup that's kind of bad for Pittsburgh is if they have those young corners out there. Those corners for Cleveland are also playmakers. And with the way Mason Rudolph, he throws some tantalizing passes. There's something unusual about, I think it's because his release is so kind of slow. Kind of. Well, and it's also, it's got a sort of an exaggerated thing. Remember Bill Cartwright shooting free throws where he would take that, he would put That's, his hands up and start to shoot and then he would pause. And then he would tilt it to the side. Right, and then he would, shoot he it. He would swing it up. And the guys and the guys on either side of the lane would kind of like stumble into the lane like, oh, we thought he had shot it already. I feel like that's how receivers react to Mason Rudolph throws. Like, Oof. oh, like the, it's, they look like a catcher trying to catch a knuckleball sometimes. That's like, so well, what? I, well, I thought the ball would be different than the way it got to me. It's Even not about Mason Rudolph. It's about the defense. You know that. I it's agree. about Cam Hayward coming right up the middle, making life miserable for Baker, pressuring him into multiple turnovers. You know, the, and, and, and the difference with the Steelers and they so many other defenses is they should be able to do that against this line. They're able to get a rush while at the same time staying disciplined against the run. That's and it's very very hard to do, and the Steelers are capable of doing it. And if you take away Nick Chubb's been great this year, um, if you take that away, oh, God help you, uh, Freddie. If they get if, if the Steelers get into a good spot on the scoreboard, you see what happens when they can unleash the hounds like that. It uh, it devastates teams yeah. that have mediocre to poor offensive lines. The Browns have a poor one, so yeah, you would think if they can get it to that place. And just as a as a side note, 
Aaron Donald was, I mean, as extraordinary as he always is, but really the Steelers clearly game plan to stop him no matter. He was and yeah. he was not defeating mediocre linemen. He was embarrassing the likes of David DeCastro out there. Um, but as you watch 99, you mentioned Cam Hayward. It's getting to a point for me where even with, you know, Aaron Donald, who's going to go down along with probably Mean Joe Green and Randy White as, the, as one of the greatest interior defensive linemen ever, uh, and you watch him, and then you watch another generational great in Fletcher Cox. He, Cam Hayward is not a finesse guy. He doesn't run past anybody. He just straight He's up big and strong. trucks guys. Yeah. He, he consistently, it's amazing, gets 300-pound men and just pushes them straight back and does it play after play. It's quite yeah. a thing to behold, and it sets up everything else, including... The and he's also rush. savvy. He gets that mid-up. Always gets the mid-up. Yeah, that's right. Uh, where far too few defensive linemen do that. It's like you're not going to get there as soon as you see, especially, uh, you know, in, in the case of, you know, let's say a Mason Rudolph, if you were playing against him, someone with a long, loopy delivery, you can see it coming a mile away. Get that mid-up in the air and swat it away. He did it with Jared Goff this past week. We'll dive in because we'll have a week to do it uh, after this game, but this is an interesting one, obviously, because if the Steelers get the six and four, they really are starting to look strong for a wild card at minimum. And with the Texans and Ravens, it's conceivable the Steelers could be a game down by Sunday night. Is Mason Rudolph good enough for it to matter, Money? Because Chris Wessling, our pal, is as down on Mason Rudolph as, as you could be. He I says don't. he's the worst. In the playoffs? I, I, no, I just mean in, in these last uh, handful of games. Is it... Chris Wessling will tell you and has told me he's the worst starting quarterback in the NFL right now. I think you I, can make a case. I don't think I don't think that's outrageous, but I also think that while he is not a plus in pursuit of victory, I don't think he is an abject grotesquery to look at. I mean, I, he has his bad moments, but he he, he makes some nice throws. Um, I, I think it's all you know. You have to remember what's around him, right? It's it's an offensive line that's in the conversation as the best offensive line in the league. You know, a, a and I know he's been without James Conner a little bit, but a solid running game, a full complement of receivers that are certainly talented. That's what magnifies, you know, how much he has struggled um, and how far he has to go. When you have, like, think about just just compare that. And I get it. He was what a third round pick, I think mm -hmm. Mason was. And, and Kyler Murray was the number one overall pick, but playing behind arguably the worst offensive line in football with a running back in David Johnson who does not look like the guy who had 2,000 scrimmage yards a couple seasons ago. He's breaking in new receivers in Christian Kirk and Keyshawn Johnson and Andy Isabella who came out of UMass, and, you know, and yet he's out there looking like a stud. Like, hey, this guy is going to be great. There never once have you watched a Pittsburgh Steelers series and said, and Mason Rudolph. Look out for him in the future. I, I kind of, I, and I, listen, I'm not inclined to defend him tooth and nail. I will say, compared to his draft class, is he really that much worse than Baker Mayfield, based on what you've seen, what you've seen from Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen? Yeah. Lamar Jackson's a different uh, character. And then the guy who still just continues to jump out at me, as inaccurate as he is, is Josh Allen. Man, that, well, that ball coming out of his hand is live. Right? There, um, do I think there's separation? Yes, I do. I, I, and, I, I really, and, I really, I'm, I, I'm no, I pushing back before you can fine. even answer. I don't think it's That's fine. I do not. When you, I and I watch. I, I've seen virtually every one of Baker Mayfield snaps this season. I, there's not. Uh, he makes plenty of great throws, but he makes a lot of terrible decisions. If you were to tell well. me, like you, let's here we go. Let's go brass tacks here, okay? 
And a one and has no T-A-C-K-S, offensive line. Yes, by the way. It's but by the T-A-X. way, Baker Mayfield also has Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham. Get it. Uh, this is all I'm saying. And Nick Chubb. You Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I want you to put your fan cap back on. That's fine. For the moment, for, this, for the That's purpose fine. of this conversation. That's fine. On the table, you now get to select for the rest of the season. The rest of this season, I am going to put Baker, Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, Lamar Jackson, and Josh Allen, and Josh Rosen on that table, and Mason Rudolph. And you're telling me it's a that great you're going to take it. Mason Rudolph over any of those guys to be the quarterback of your team. Probably not. No! That's a fair, that's a fair point. But you know who I would take? I know what Lamar Jackson's doing, but to your early point about how everything is schemed around him now, I, I, I now, in my personal book, as much as people will laugh at this for how flawed he is, I, Josh Allen, man, that's, that's the way. I love, I love yeah, I mean, the size and the, and the way he runs the ball so physically. Sure. And like I say, man, when he just makes a decision, it takes no time for him to put it up Marino-esque next to his right ear, and it comes out just, of his hand just 40 yards downfield on a think road. Think about for a I'm moment. I'm just telling you, I don't think he's, I don't, I don't think he's, I don't, I don't think he's an atrocity. Who would I rather have, Mason Juju, Rudolph or wait. Case Keenum? So, How about that? So I'd Juju, rather have. Juju was pouting. He was on the sidelines. He was a non-factor in. He wasn't the US, pouting. Listen, in the USC offense, oh. until Sam Darnold walked on that field and said, "Why, why are they not throwing to you more?" Guess what, Juju? I'm going to throw to you more, regardless of what this Clay Helton guy is telling me to do. You and I, we're going to do some stuff here, okay? Like, think about Sam Darnold behind that offensive line with his talent, with Juju Smith out there. Like, that's kind of goes back to the conversation we were having earlier about circumstance, the stability sure. of the Steelers organization, that defense on the other side of the ball, that complement of weapons, that offensive line in front of him. Sam Darnold looks 180 degrees different than he does today with the Jets if he's behind and has that. And that's where I think the Mason Rudolph stuff comes in. All right, listen, I'm just curious about it because yeah. I, I have, a, I think he is not, like I say, a plus. I just don't think he... I think he's a minus. I don't think he equals, well, they have no chance of winning against good teams. Obviously, they already have because of defense and otherwise. But do keep in mind, he doesn't have James Conner behind him. So anyway. All right. Moving on. Next. I put this one in here just so we can have a quick chat about it. You talk about Darnold. I mentioned Dwayne Haskins. Jets and Skins is compelling if you're somebody who follows the draft process. These teams are doing themselves harm by winning games over and over again. Eddie Spaghetti, let's go to you on this one since you've already touched on Sam Darnold here. Jets, Skins, choose. Um, This one for me is fairly easy because they named Dwayne Haskins the starter, so I'm going to go the Jets on the road. I almost wonder, Matt Money Smith a decade ago taught me the way of playing of, uh, in fantasy, streaming defenses, and I thought um, this morning, do I pick up the Jets' defense Oof. based on their performance Oof. last week? Do I try to do that? And then I, I disabused myself of that quickly, but still, I hear Spaghetti's point. Um, Might not be too bad. But then again, Dwayne Haskins... Four picks and like under 100 snaps. I know, but, but again, I'm a pedigree snob, and unless he's Plus a bust the, the Washington defense has been pretty good. Yeah. So, you know, let's just say, again, Sam Darnold, who has had a penchant for bad mistakes and bad throws, let's say the first quarter, you know, Washington gets up, now you can play a different game, you know, against the Jets and a defense that's not very good. They're banged up. So take um, them. Take the Redskins? I can't. 
Not with Haskins. <laughs> you scan, I'll take the Jets. Not that compelling anyway. All right, let's move on. We don't need to belabor that one. This game always, uh, the first thing I think about whenever I see the Texans at the Ravens is the wild card round of 2013. The Ravens end up going and winning the Super Bowl, but their journey begins before they head to Denver. I might be wrong about that, though. Am I? No, I, I might be thinking of the wrong year. No, I think it was that year, 2013. The Texans go in there, and they're on their third-string quarterback, T.J. Yates, right. and they just about beat them. Right. Um, but T.J. Yates threw an ill-advised deep ball that Ed Reed picked off um, late in the game. Um, to the here and now, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, the story tells itself, the hype at least, uh, um, lends itself to uh, much excitement as we watch two of the more exciting guys who, by the way, are both MVP candidates, Matt Money-Smith, Houston, in Charm City. <sighs> choose i think it's gonna be tight um but i'm gonna take the ravens me too no red running no how red about so you far. forget you can't go ravens no i mean you can't go texans I, I, here I, I, I think if it were in houston i'd take houston even though i don't really yeah. believe in home field whatever uh, at the same time I, I don't know i just think it's that close um the baltimore defense has not been great no and i think deshaun watson's gonna get a few big plays um boy do you see some of their pickups uh, this week yeah they're just throwing their big bodies on desperate. that defensive front because they're so lousy they're uh the texans offensive line has been so much better so improved and you see what that's capable of doing even against a, a solid front in jacksonville you know in the last game they played or what was it 24-3 or whatever that might be and um, he's making use of his tight ends now. You've got all that speed on the outside. New Hopkins is just ridiculous. I love, you know, you mentioned it. I think you mentioned it. Um, or might have been the, the power rankings we were talking about, you know, the combination of Carlos Hyde and, and Duke Johnson. But, man, if, if Lamar Jackson can do to the, and I'm saying it facetiously, amoeba defense that was in the conversation as one of the historically great defenses, and he just cut it to pieces, um, then I'm guessing he's going to be able to do that and then some against the Texans. Yeah, I would think so. And you mentioned Duke Hopkins, who by his standard has had kind of a down year. Right. Um, and He's the, actually dropped passes. The position of strength for the Ravens on defense is the secondary. It's the best in the AFC, maybe the best, most talented in all the NFL. <clears throat> you would think that they will focus on taking away um, – New Hopkins, and and then where exactly they go. Maybe it's Carlos Hyde, uh, to your point. He has been a nice, cheap option who also proves the point. Don't overspend to get a running back. Carlos right. Hyde is perfectly capable if you block for him up front. Yeah, and Duke Johnson has been, uh, has been a, a decent well, surprise. Let's get some there. disagreement here, huh? All right, here we go now. The Super Bowl of two years ago rematch. Tom Brady said earlier this week he's still mad about it. That's enough for me, but I'll turn to... Well, let's turn to you. Okay. Uh, Pats at Eagles. Choose. Coming off the bye, I'm going to go with the Patriots. Yeah, me too. Come on. Nobody has. Nobody wants to make a case for right. the true America's team two years ago. Chris Long putting his arm around Malcolm Jenkins, all that. They go and win the Super Bowl. They're starting to make a push. I said at the halfway point, this... Eagles, uh, these Eagles are going to go six and two, or seven and one if they can beat the Patriots in Philadelphia. And I can see a case of, based on what we saw with the with the Ravens that Jordan Howard can make some hay against them on the ground. But then you also think, isn't that what Bill Belichick probably dedicated the defense to over the last two you weeks? You said it with the bye. You get a bye, you get a chance to kind of regroup, and uh, you know, bad loss against the Ravens, but. 
Lamar Jackson presents, you know, issues that other teams simply don't have. And, and look, I think, I think Carson Wentz takes too much incoming. He's a good quarterback, man. If you watch Carson Wentz play, um, you see him make plays when things go wrong. Is he, he's great on schedule, but I think when he really shines and when you realize he was selected where he was is when things like this, you know, that we're watching if you're watching, you know, when the, the ability to know when to run, when to wait, keep your eyes downfield for that guy to pop open, you know, when your first or second read is off. I think he's been great this year. Uh, will not surprise me in the least, even after, you know, some early hiccups. Um, and I shouldn't say it that way. Eagles are going to win that division. You know, I agree. I, I, I believe they will win that. Well, division. they have a much easier road to host, especially yes. once they get over the Patriots. Then they have the head-to-head with Dallas, but they still should hold on. Like I say, they should. They have a shot at 11 wins. They should probably settle at around 10, and that is probably based on what the Cowboys have upcoming going to be enough to win the division. Right. Um, but yeah, of course, to your point about Carson Wentz, his crucible awaits in yeah. January if he gets. Now is he good enough to beat now. the Patriots off a of bye? No. Probably not. Now let's round it out here. Spaghetti, who'd you got? So we, we're all the same. I just wish the Eagles – the, the receivers have been non-existent this year. Right. and The Patriots have Stephon Gilmore. I mean, the running game is kind of figured out. They've, like, thrown the ball to Miles Sanders a little bit more. But I'm not picking against – even though the Eagles had a bye as well, I am not picking against Belichick coming off a bye – coming off a loss as well. Tom Brady, if you haven't heard, he's old now. Um and he's still the number one, better maybe than Russell Wilson even, or Aaron Rodgers or anybody else, about just rendering moot a good pass rush against what is a bad offensive line in front of him. He just gets the ball out so fast. He's an old man, and yet he's the one who's kind of the hardest to get to, and you would think Fletcher Cox and the rest of those guys should be able to uh, get in his face, but we see over and over again when you think, oh, that's going to be the story of this game. That's what's going to take down Brady today. He just renders it all moot. He just throws it out to Julian Edelman or otherwise. Um, all right, now let's bring it on home here with the game that we kind of started with, the AFC West. Very important one for both sides now. The 6-4 and four deeply flawed Chiefs against the 4-6, and six, even more deeply flawed mm-hmm. Los Angeles Chargers. Matt Money Smith, yeah. we know who you're going to pick. Uh, so why don't choose. you guys pick it so I don't have to wear the <laughs> yeah, flags? Probably, right, probably smarter. True. You know, I mean, at least I can throw the flag. Hey, look, Spanos is I'm willing to, to get hit with red exactly. flags for you. Exactly. All right, here we go. Uh, you know what? I'd like to hear also from our Chiefs fan back there behind the counter, one Ryan Bartlett. But Eddie Spaghetti, you do the honors. Choose. Um, I'd love to pick the Chargers. So I, why I don't, don't you? Be because I am, it's a get-right game for the Chiefs. Why'd you wear a, a Rangers hat the night after they vanquished the Penguins that's in a, overtime? That's, exactly, that's, that's exactly that's, right. That's 100% cool. the reason why I wore the Rangers That ain't today. cool. Um, I hope you don't get the fan gig now. I know that, uh, <laughs> I know they lost to the Titans, but the Titans are one of those teams that no one can figure out. But what did Mahomes have, like four touchdowns and 446? Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. I'm not, I'm not picking against Mahomes. The I Chief, like that people keep struggling. playing that game. I'm going to. All right, I'm going to take the Chiefs, too. And now money has go. to throw it. I've got to throw it. Um, hey. This is uh, because they're going to win more often than they lose because Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to outgun half the teams in the league. But as you see now, four losses is no jive 10 games into the season for a team that a lot of people say, oh, they're going to the Super Bowl. And this ain't about Matt Moore. It's about the cruddy defense that can't stop anybody from running. And it's I, about not, you know, it's not. It's about going on the well, having to play in the wild card round instead of getting a bye. You know, that's it's kind of what you're looking at now. This is why 
the Miami Dolphins of the mid-80s also won more often than they lost. They didn't win no Super Bowls, though, because they were a flawed team. I fear that this is what uh, is going to mark at least the early stage of Patrick Mahomes' career until they figure out how to take that away. It's exactly what we said a week ago. You watch. Derek Mason's just going to pound them over and over, and that's exactly what happened. And I don't know if Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler are capable of doing that behind that offensive line um, as banged up as it is, but it's win or lose this one. I just feel like that's a gathering storm. And, you know, I said the Raiders don't have to win an arrowhead to win the division. If you think about it, Josh Jacobs should be able to go in there and do exactly that. With that big offensive line, just go in there and just, hey, we're just going to give it to the rookie right. all day long. So Stop I guess it. I'll make the case. Uh, here's, here is the path for the Chargers to win, right? Uh, Melvin Gordon has run the ball exceptionally well the last two weeks. Uh, exceptionally yes. well. Um, he was fantastic versus the Raiders, um, even behind that banged-up offensive line. I mean, he's running over six yards per clip. He's so. like Dal- Can I say he's like Dalvin Cook in that they don't cut the biggest figure out there, but, man, they punish anybody well, who, Melvin's who did. Melvin's big. Yeah. Mel- Melvin's big. He now, is, is a he bigger he dude. Derek right. Henry, he's, he's, he's not he's Derek got, Henry, but he's big. Like no, he's, he's got, but he's got Matt Money Smith legs, as I've told him. He does. Him. He's he got the skinny huge. little legs. But he uh, he packs that punch, and you saw him do that, especially that that carry uh, where he pushed three guys into the goal, Man, into he, the he, end zone. Uh, you're trying to tackle me? Well, now you have to pay yeah. a price for doing that. So... That's number one, right? Two, you just you have got to do a better job of taking advantage of Austin Eckler. I can't tell you how many times you would see him motion out of the backfield outside the numbers and a linebacker travels with him. That's it. As soon as I see that, it's, all right, well, all, offensive line, please give me a second, one, one and a quarter second so Austin can make his cut. I can get the ball in his hands, and he's going to make a fool of that guy. They have to do a better job. Of that, Hunter Henry's been great in the middle of the field every single game since he's been back. Defensively, they they did their job, save one drive. I mean, that defense played great. They got pressure on Derek Carr. They basically rendered Josh Jacobs moot for the majority of the game, save that last 18-yard carry where Rayshon Jenkins made a bad read, um, which unfortunately he's done, I think, a couple times per game, and it's cost them uh, you know, some big plays. And that's, you know, the absence of Derwin James. Yep. Derwin's there, everything changed. All these one-possession games change if Derwin is on that field because you have that eraser. So, you know, it's, it's going to take a perfect, perfectly played game from the safety position. And sadly, Andy Reid is, is well aware, if you're a Charger fan, well aware of what the, uh, the, the issue is for the Chargers. And that is that stack three on one side over route from the inside. Um, gets him every time. He's done it every year, two or three times a game, because he'll get a linebacker lined up on that inside receiver or tight end, and it's ugly. And did you notice? I mean, twice. that micro uh, point. Did you? I, I hadn't seen teams. I, I can't think of the last time I saw defensive backs respond to that formation, that stack formation, by stacking their DBs as well, so that they don't collide with each other. Right. Typically, they all jam up to the line, and then they bump into each other and cancel each other out. Uh, it's interesting to watch defenses adjust to that. One last thing, uh, speaking of smallish details, what is Mike Williams, how many targets is he getting? This, this, it's, it's time for him to be a more consistent presence in that offense. I would agree. Uh, he still has not caught a touchdown pass this year, and he just got his first 100-yard game of his career against the Packers. I mean, it's, it's been first odd, very odd. For as talented as he is, I don't get it, the man. acrobatic, remarkable catches that he makes game in and game out, I'm... 
I'm with you. Um, it's, well, you know they're paying attention to Keenan Allen, and they're looking right. at Melvin Gordon and Hunter Henry. I'm surprised that he can't that, that they can't figure out a way yeah. to uh, get him more involved uh, drive to drive. Anyway, listen, Matt Money Smith, mm. drive time is always great for Southern Californians because you listen to Petros and Money if you're smart on your way home. Um, and uh, of course, we always love getting to sit with Matt Money Smith here. On the Wednesday DDFP, make sure you check it out, rate it, all that stuff on YouTube and on iTunes or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. For Matt Money Smith, have a great time in Carson this weekend. Bartlett, are you going to be there? Going to Mexico. No, I'm here. Oh, that's Monday night. You're not going to Carson. You're going to Mexico City. That's me. Even better. Ooh, Ooh, live, live. Eat well. Bring me back some Some tender vittles. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> Who knows what that what what could have been no. the noun that I was asking for. No. We'll talk about that off the air. Hey, no. All right. Have a great time down there with Handsome Hank, and then we'll see you both uh, upon your return. Bartlett, we a year ago we were at uh, we were at the Coliseum watching right. the greatest game of all time. Now both those teams might miss the playoffs. We're trying to high five Gerald Everett. So Jerk. You guys made up for we it, made, though. We made friends. Yeah, you did. Um, I, I instructed T.J. Watt and Michael Fitzpatrick to make him pay. And, and so did. he did. Best served cold. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Eddie Spaghetti. Thanks, everybody behind the table. We'll talk to you early next week to make sense of Week 11 for you and tell you what's upcoming in Week 12. Until then, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.